Hey y'all, welcome back to the Baby Steps Podcast. I am your host, Heather Hayes, and with me as always is... Nicole Berto. And today we're going to be talking about self-care, and not just about self-care, but most specifically about dropping the self-care guilt. So thank you for coming along with us. Let's dive in. All right, so self-care I feel like is such a taboo could be positive could be negative term these days and I think the negative stereotypes around it are I I looked this up and there's a few things that that come to mind and I think the first one that we need to break down is that a lot of people see it as something that's only done by women or that's a highly feminine thing right yeah definitely when you think of self-care immediately what comes to mind is um, doing something lazy or something that's um, taking a bath drinking a cup of tea uh, getting a massage you know self-care is anything that's not productive I think would be a great way to put it I think it's also something that a lot of the time women brag about like today's day and age with social media you'll see like a girl get her nails done Mm. or a guy get his nails done whomever and they'll post it on their story and be like, self-care, something along the lines yeah. of self-care. And the rest of us are like, how did you find time to do that, <laughs> right? So I think it's a feminine thing or uh, a lazy thing or I think there's a lot of jealousy around it is probably what comes from that when people are like, how do you find time to, to fit that in? Because sometimes people have jobs and lifestyles that give them all the time in the world and they can craft their days. And then there's lots of people who have a nine to five and have a bunch of kids and have other responsibilities they may have parents that they're caring for they're running a side hustle there's only the same number of hours in the day for each of us so mm-hmm. finding that time but we'll jump into that i would also just a nugget and it could and could not relate to what you're about to say but also i feel like a huge stigma is self-care is only meant for people that have the money to do it mm, which yeah. is not true like there are so many ways to do self-care if you're on a budget or whatever yeah or even things that don't cost anything yeah exactly. okay And then another stigma around self-care is that it means that something is wrong with you. So think about self-care from the standpoint of being burnt out at work and you just need a break, right? I found this awesome quote that I want to share. I'm going to give credit. It's from a woman, Anne Lamott, and she says, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. I love that. That's so true, right? (laughs) I'm thinking of, I have a printer at home that for some reason now won't even shut on and off with the power button and I have to unplug it, plug it back in and then it works like a dream. And so this is such a great analogy for me and I think I'm going to like keep this top of mind Mm -hmm. that, you know, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. So self-care is something that we need in so many areas of our life and I'm going to go through those in a minute, but I feel like self-care is kind of a, I thought it was a new term and I thought it was a new term bucketing things that we have just done since the beginning of time. Like self-care includes eating well to nourish our bodies. It includes exercise. It includes fresh air. It includes being social. It includes resting. For heaven's sake, even God on the seventh day rested, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> even even that person um, or being needed needed to rest. So I think that we live in a society these days that um, people are expected to work super long hours, pass on vacation days. Um, there's this underlying belief that we must always be productive. Um, and I think ultimately that can take away from opportunities for self-care. But 
you can relieve the pressures of everyday life and kind of reset yourself back to a healthy point where your productivity is actually maximized by making sure that you're prioritizing this. And it can be five minutes, it can be five hours, you know, depending on your day and, and what you have available. Also, the saying that I'm sure everyone on the face of this planet has heard, you can't pour from an empty cup. Ooh. You got to keep refilling your cup. I think of this in so many ways, self-care, relationships, all of the thing. Like you can't continue to put energy into yourself or your relationship or anything like that if your cup's empty. Like there's nothing to give if you're not giving to yourself. I saw a really cool graphic the other day. I, I might need to find this again and save it. But it was it was three martini glasses of all things. And it was two on the bottom that were spaced out a little and one on top. So think of it as like a triangle. And it was about filling your cup first so you can fill others. And it had um, a shaker, but it was pouring, I don't know, water, vodka, whatever it was, was pouring into the martini glass. And when that got full, it spilled over into the other ones. Mm. So just kind of a visual of filling your cup first so that you can fill others. I love that. I know, right? And I love that it was a martini glass. <laughs> um, so I'm going to quote a few things. I found an article written by Dr. Matthew Glowiak from Southern New Hampshire University. And he is a faculty member there, but he's also a master in clinical mental health counseling. And so I think that he has some wonderful things to share um, that I want to share with you. So medically speaking, burning your candle at both ends comes with significant consequences, which can include burnout, depression, anxiety, resentment, and a whole host of other negative implications. But engaging in self-care routines have been clinically proven to reduce or eliminate anxiety, depression, stress, improve concentration, so coming back around to the productivity, minimize frustration and anger, increase happiness, improve energy, and from a physical health perspective, his study shows that self-care has been clinically proven to reduce heart disease, stroke, and cancer. So mm -hmm. if taking five minutes just to you know, have a breath of fresh air or reset yourself isn't enough, consider these prevailing health issues that we have, you know, especially here in the US, cancer, heart disease, strokes, you know, practicing a little bit of this could certainly help to alleviate some of those things. So. What he says is that there is, in building a personalized self-care plan, is something all of us should be looking at. And sometimes we think, I'll just have a coffee break. Like things that we used to call self-care. Okay, so self-care, I'm gonna, I wanna circle back around. I'm scrolling here, but I'm gonna circle back around because I wanna make this point first. So when I looked up self-care and thinking that it was like a new term, it was actually coined in the 1950s, hmm. right? So things that we today would have called, you know, a coffee break or going for a walk, going for a run, just any kind of exercise. I don't have the full details. I was reading the article about it, but it's, it's rooted in clinical psychology. It was something that was created to, the term was created to describe self-soothing of psychological patients. So things that they could do while they were incarcerated or locked up, otherwise not able to be part of society. So things that they could do while they were sitting in a room, basically, that could help them ease tension and reduce stress. Mm. So I think, you know, we've defined self-care differently today, but things that we used to call it would be taking a coffee break, right? Like that was a normal thing to do 10, 15 years ago. Now it's looked at as a luxury. If you have time to go sit in a coffee shop and have a cup of coffee with a friend or meet a friend for lunch or go for a walk with a friend, like I'm, I'm listing all these friend things, but you can do them by yourself, to sleep, like to get a good amount of sleep, that's considered a luxury these days. 
to choose to eat healthy, like to take the time to plan out your meals or to grocery shop for the things that you need versus just eating out every day. Mm. Like all of these basic things that we need to survive as human beings are considered luxuries. And then we coin them on top of that, we coin it self-care. And then we, so we're throwing a taboo name on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's, it's looked at from society as something that you shouldn't have time to do. Like you are an unproductive person on this planet, not doing everything you can be doing if you're taking time for yourself because you should be giving 100% of your effort 24-7 to the rest of the world by burning your candle at every end you can. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's viewed as a luxury, but I would definitely agree with that sentiment of I'm sure you've had possibly people comment on this but i personally know that on my social media i post a lot of like food and that health and wellness side of my life and so i'll post a picture of i just grocery shopped or i just food prepped or something like that and i've had people in the past be like oh i wish like i wish i had time for that and it's like you do you just need to prioritize it and it's something that every single person it's really not that hard to eat healthy if anything buying produce is much cheaper than going down those aisles in the middle of the grocery store But hey, that's a topic for another time. (laughs) Well, on that too is, so I love to buy organic produce wherever I can. Organic everything. I don't know if I necessarily need it, but it makes me feel better having it say organic on there. And my husband will say, gosh, our grocery bill is so much higher than it used to be. Part of that's inflation and supply and demand. And part of it is that I'm buying healthier things. And I look at him and I say, honey, it may be more expensive at the grocery store, but it's less expensive at the doctor's office. Like I would much rather have us last longer and be healthier and get to spend our time how we want to i don't want six months down and out yeah because one of us had a heart attack or something i would rather spend the money to eat healthier food and get to enjoy every day how i want to Mm -hmm. right so that's a little bit of prioritizing all right so the national substance and mental health services administration whoo there's a mouthful came up with eight dimensions of wellness. And though this is developed by substance abuse professionals, this is really a synopsis of things that make all of us whole. So I'm gonna walk through each of these areas and then I want you, as you're listening, to consider where in these eight areas of your life do you feel like there's some lack? Because I think if you're feeling like something isn't making you whole and you're drawn to the idea of self-care or you're drawn to the idea of taking some time for yourself to figure out what it is that isn't making you whole and where can you fill that gap or where can where can you fill your own cup maybe focusing on one of these areas versus all eight at once we need all eight to make us whole but focusing on the ones where you feel like you have more of a lack can maybe make a difference in your life even if it's five minutes you're putting into this a day like everyone can find five minutes you can get up five minutes earlier you can not hit snooze Maybe your five minutes is drinking a cup of coffee, (laughs) Nicole. But let me say this, you are going to realize results almost immediately, even from this one start, small thing. This is the whole name of the podcast, right? Baby steps. Take a baby step towards your self-care and feeling better. So here are the eight dimensions. Emotional. Environmental. Financial. Intellectual occupational physical social and spiritual and i'm going to give you some ideas that that dr matthew has given in terms of ways that you can carry out self-care in each of these areas if you're finding lack so the first one is emotional if you are feeling lack in your own emotional well-being the first thing that you can do that's very easy and costs nothing is to talk to someone 
Sometimes we don't want to open up and talk to people about things that are going on. So you can sit and reflect. That's a five minute, cost nothing. Think about what it is that, that's going on in your life that's causing you to have this emotional distress. You can journal, you can read, do something artistic, listen to music, take a walk. I feel like that's an underlying theme in many of our podcasts. Mm. Get outside. Watch something that suits the mood or does the opposite and changes it. Cry it out. I love that. It's okay to cry. Hug someone, cuddle, laugh, take a nap. I'm freaking out over here. I totally support crying it out. Feel your feelings. Like <laughs> Feel those freaking feelings and reflect on them. Find a solution maybe. I don't know what your situation is, mm. but then feel your feelings and progress forward. It's okay to feel those feelings. I'm having like this huge aha moment right now that like I am such a, an advocate for self-care, but I'm learning so much through sharing <laughs> with everyone too because crying and hugging being self-care, I absolutely love that. Love it, love it, love uh, we it. We should put the statistic for, I don't remember what it is, however, we can put it in the show notes below of what a hug does to someone mm. like how much stress it relieves or like whatever the statistic is Perfect. i love it every single time i hear it i'm like oh that's so like that's wholesome to me i think we'll link this article too yeah because this, this breaks down it's kind of it's almost like a roadmap for making your your self-care plan okay environmental so gosh this could be anything take a walk somewhere nice breathe in some fresh air enjoy the sun Ooh, read my blog. I did that all day on Sunday. I completely fucked this shit, my to-do list, and sat in the sun all day. Um, enjoy the night sky. Avoid littering. Oh my goodness, that's a good one. Pick up litter. When I first saw that, I just got a cat. So in my mind, I'm like, pick up the kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> Reduce waste. Use reusable products. Recycle. Clean your house. Redesign a room. That is so good. I can understand that for some people, it's probably very stressful. Even thinking about like, save the oceans and you know plastic use and whatnot like that can be a huge stressor for people yeah wow okay this Even is good if it's stuff. just cleaning your kitchen like for me it's like making sure my kitchen and the blankets on my couch are folded and all the things are just neat and that, then i can just sit and ah uh. i think it has to do with for me it's like wherever i'm going to sit and relax at the end of the night everything i can see from that vantage point like mm -hmm. that's what needs to be picked up and organized <laughs> everything in my walk-in closet is just clean laundry piled in a laundry basket but I can't see it from my living room <laughs> we'll break that down another day <laughs> so financial I, I don't think that this needs a whole lot of definition but things that you can do develop a practical financial plan I'm going to stop right here because I'm actually working on a I think it's going to be probably a six-week program for getting your finances in order and that can be anything from just recognizing and understanding where your money's going you know, all those little subscription things that we don't mm. think about, that's a huge part of it. Annual things that aren't on our mind from month to month when we're paying bills. And then also breaking down a budget if that's something that would help you out. And then getting creative about finding alternative sources of income if you need more. And what's really mind-blowing about the program is that you're going to have such a good sense of where your money's going and where it's coming from. You might be surprised by what it is you actually need or don't need. That's a really fun part. And I'm not getting paid by Heather to say this, but she has 100% helped me with my finances. Having a couple decades in the mortgage industry definitely helps. And I think she's very in tune to financially that side of herself as well. So she's able to help other people. But I think coming on board and just working a couple months with you and having that trust in you to look at all my finances and then also giving solutions on 
okay, if you're not feeling confident in this area of your finances, like how can we, how can we solve that? How can we make you feel better? Oh, thank you. Yeah, of I truly enjoyed yeah. doing that with you. <laughs> I appreciate you opening up of and course. sharing that too. <laughs> um, open a savings account. Start saving even if $1 per day. I mean, gosh. So I, I'll even pick up change on the ground and people probably think that that's funny. But if I see a penny, it doesn't have to be a lucky penny. It's free money. That's how <laughs> I look at it. If there's a dime or a quarter in, in anywhere, like I'm sure that that's funny. But I'm not going to walk by money just laying on the ground. And you know what? I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to see how much money I pick up over a year because I bet it's it's probably at least a few dollars. Mm-hmm. That's something. Okay, so there's my savings account. It's like when you go into the bank and you have all of this change, you're like, ah, oh, it's just change. And then yeah. it ends up being like 20 bucks. You're yeah. like, hell yeah, that should be my day. <laughs> That's dinner. Um, <laughs> Okay, these are some obvious ones. Cut back on unnecessary purchases. I will just say that what's necessary and unnecessary is defined by you. Because 100%. if I 100% need that, Starbucks coffee that Nicole introduced me to that I cannot get enough of and we are not being plugged by Starbucks. We will mention them <laughs> often, I'm sure. But that's if that's a necessity for me, then that's my self-care for the day. That's okay. That's okay. I give you, well, I shouldn't give you permission to spend money. You do what you want with your money, but <laughs> I'll, I'll help you figure out what's, what's a priority and what isn't. Avoid credit cards. I don't know that I agree with that one, being a financial person, but we can talk about that individually. Ask for a raise. That's a great one. <laughs> Nicole's just like giving me an eye. Okay, good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, intellectual. So stimulating your mind, I think, is the best way to put this. So read. Listen to audiobooks. I am a huge fan of audiobooks where the author actually does the narration. Mm. That's so fun. Jen Sincero, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> Watch documentaries, complete puzzles. Be mindful of the world around you. Become curious. Try something new. Take a class. Complete a program. Graduate. God, this guy's to the point. I love it. That's funny. Occupational. So this is your work. Learn a trade. Get your degree. Train for a promotion. Accept the promotion. Ooh, I like where he's going with this. Put together your resume. Okay, I'm going to go a little further with this. Open up your own business. That's a good one. I think there's also things a bird just flew oh into our goodness, window. That's why there's feathers there. I scared the crap out of me. Oh, my <laughs> oh goodness. no, birdie. All right, now we need to go to environmental. Right? <laughs> I, I would say going further with occupational would be even just sprucing up your work environment. I think creating a space that is inviting, that you enjoy going to, is immediately going to change your mindset around what it is you're doing. So that could be a self-care act. It's, it's kind of environment, but it's your work environment. I mean, even putting a pretty blanket on your chair like Nicole has, or making your chair more comfortable by getting a little pillow for it. Anything that's going to put you in a comfort zone. I would just add that having some self-reflection around how you as an individual function or thrive in a work environment like heather loves starting new businesses other people are very comfortable in their nine to five so what is going to stimulate your brain as far as occupational i know that with me i'm an extremely supportive person so if there's a business as much as i want to start my own like fitness and all that stuff business I also thrive from helping Brandon with his contracting business. I thrive with helping you with Stroll Runner and the podcast. And like, so I like all of these different businesses that I can help support and help move forward. That helps me thrive occupationally. And you thrive by making new businesses, making those absolutely launch off the ground. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. completely depending on the person, I do some self-reflection to understand how you can help yourself. And I think part of avoiding stress at work is 
bringing your best self every day no matter what it is you're doing be grateful for the job that you have and do the best you can at it even if it's a stepping stone to something else that you want you would rather be doing so I would say that bringing your best self there's um I think it it's Jensen Chero again who says something in one of her books that's like you know if you're a gum scraper be the best damn gum scraper out there like (laughs) whatever it is that that you need to do in the moment that's either moving you further towards other dreams if you're not in the the job you want to be in just make the best of it be grateful for it be grateful for the paycheck it's giving you because that money is helping you do something else Mm -hmm. that's you know helping you to live helping you to get that healthy food it's enabling self-care for you Mm -hmm. in one way or another if you really break it down and look at it okay uh we have two more here so social clearly that is not being by yourself so meet up with some friends and family keep in contact with old friends volunteer go out have fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh engage in healthy social media use oh i could spiral on that one forever exude positivity i love this have a big laugh. Laughter helps everything, right? And one thing that Nicole and I joke about sometimes is you can't be upset when you're smiling. So <laughs> in my household, <laughs> in my household, when someone's being grumpy, we just make a big, huge smile and get in each other's face. And we're like, hey. and even like seeing somebody smile at you being a goofball, like you have to smile. Uh-huh. Like you, a laugh comes out something. My, my youngest, Cassidy, I mean, if you smile big at her, she just gets this belly laugh and it's just so genuine. Like we all could benefit. And I, I urge you to try it. If you're in a grumpy mood, just make yourself have a huge smile. And as silly as it is, you're just going to end up being happy anyway. Yes. I started doing that probably about like six, six to nine months ago. And if I noticed I was headed to work and I wasn't in the greatest mood, I would pull down my mirror in my car and look at myself and do my positive affirmations and then just like give my, literally look at myself in the eyes and just smile at myself and I hope just, you're at a stoplight it, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're safe thanks mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like you can't you can't freaking drive away from that and not be happy yeah yeah I love how this is in the social category where we're talking about what you can do by yourself yeah. to make yourself happy if you go to a social event or you're trying to be social with yeah. people and you're not happy or you're not being positive like yeah. you're probably just gonna want to leave yeah so like you gotta or be- drink alcohol yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i'm not condoning <laughs> oh i skipped over physical speaking of alcohol so physical avoid drugs and alcohol i'm not going to say you need to avoid alcohol completely unless that is part of who you are and it's something mm. you've chosen to give up i think that there are from a health perspective there are some benefits to it and heck if a glass of wine helps you to relax and unwind i'm not saying do it every day but once in a while i do not think there's harm in that i'm also not a medical professional or a doctor and please don't take this as advice from either of those that can go hand in hand with social though if you just have like a glass of wine or something again like i'm not saying like that's what you need to have to be social but a lot of the time maybe i'll walk away like i was in a bad mood and i had a glass of wine and then i had a great time and i walk away and i'm like wow i had a great time you loosened up and then i mean there's tons of things to do to loosen up but that's in that those situations that completely makes sense so yeah i like wine and i'm not sad about it okay so back to the physical workout it says daily you know i think we all need a day of rest so you do you take a walk eat healthy get your annual checkup okay so this is great self-care advice get your annual checkup see the dentist 
Take your meds as prescribed. Also, just to add to this, a lot of this list can seem overwhelming. However, I think that Heather and I are bringing a lot of advice to some of the physical or social or whatever it may be can also combine with each other. Mm. So say you're at the gym and you know people at the gym and you socialize. You're literally killing two birds with one stone. As much as I don't like birds being hurt. (laughs) But... Yeah, I think it can be super simple and take one step at a time. Again, baby steps. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just go at your own pace. Well said. Very well said. It goes back to also breaking these down to consider where you feel lack and focus on that area. So you, you're you not necessarily going to feel lack in every one of these dimensions, as they call them. Okay, last one, spiritual. I would say that speaks for itself as well, but spiritual is your definition. It can be the thought of a higher power. It can be God. It can be the universe. It can just be your connection with nature. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. I think really anything you are connected with on a deeper level. So you can meditate. That sounds kind of silly to some people, but let me tell you what. There are apps for this that will walk you through if you want a guided meditation. I use Insight Timer totally free you can pick like a gender of a person you can pick a a theme you can pick a certain thing that you want to meditate on or you can just do music or you can do like yoga nidra you use Hmm. these like sound bowls i'm probably calling them the wrong thing but there's all different levels of meditation and there's also just quiet and i find it to be really helpful for me it ends up being like visualization time Hmm. and I used to think that meditating meant that you had to sit and think about nothing. And I think that that's kind of the idea is to start with a clear mind and then see what comes up. And your mind is not going to shut off. I don't know anybody that can completely shut their mind off because our mind is designed to keep us safe and it needs to be constantly processing information in order to do so. But the goal of it is to just sit with yourself, really. So if thoughts come into your mind, that's fine recognize them Mm -hmm. and let them go yeah be comfortable sitting in that silence sometimes have and that's a hard thing like you can start with just a couple minutes even and for some people that's like whoa like I need to go do something else but once you practice this over and over it will become easier you'll want to do it for longer and for me I find this complete sense of peace after and oftentimes I've come up with some crazy creative idea and I think also again killing two birds with one stone I know from personal Stop experience. The birds. I know, right? <laughs> the environment. <laughs> um, I know from personal experience, Brandon, when he meditates, he also takes a bath. So he's also taking care of his physical body mm. at the same time. And usually when you take a bath, you're not just going to get in and out super quickly. Like you're going to try and soothe and relax your body with the bath. So kind of forcing yourself to meditate during that time. And if you take a bath and you're not sitting and reading, like if this is already part of your self-care practice, you're probably meditating and you don't even know it. Mm, Like if you're just closing your eyes and taking, you know, a few moments and even if you're thinking on things, that's okay too. I don't think there's a wrong or a right way to meditate. You don't need to like sit in lotus position and ohm and and all of that. But if that's your jam, go for it. It's really just about finding a comfortable position, a bath, sitting, wherever, closing your eyes, if that feels good to you, my Mm -hmm. instructors would say, and then seeing what comes and some people like to have a um like a word like a little mantra kind of thing if they say over and over and there are some types of yoga where they'll actually create a word specifically for you and then that's your your special word that you say um or you can also try to think of a scene in your mind so think of like the most beautiful peaceful tranquil place that you that you can whether you've been there or not 
and then look at that scene. For me, I think of a sunset horizon, like not even water, but just like clouds. Like when you're up in the in the sky, like in, when you're up in the sky, when you're in an airplane, <laughs> <laughs> and just like the pinks and the purples and the sun like starting to set like near the clouds. And for me, I can just visualize that and and that brings me somewhere that Mm -hmm. I think it's because I love traveling so like in my mind I'm like going somewhere (laughs) I was actually just gonna say the same thing I've never even been to Greece or uh like the Sandals Resort in Jamaica they have like the bungalows or the villas all by themselves oh my god I look at them and I'm like Brennan that's where we're going for our honeymoon so I think that's like when I think of peaceful places I'm just like think of yourself in a villa in the Caribbean or wherever or on the side of Italy or Greece or literally wherever those are like my dream places to go I think those are very popular places to go so but anyways yeah but for good reason right definitely relaxing and enjoying to go to so I get stuck on meditate but you can pray reflect that kind of goes with I feel like meditating and and visualizing engage in yoga I feel like that's very cliche self-care but a lot of cliche self-care is for a reason because it works and people enjoy it and it may not be your jam I think Mm-hmm. The key here is keep trying different things, like modify this stuff, replace it, consider consider your own things as you're going along. And, but these are all just things like, what a fun journey to try every one of these, right? Set an intention to, you know, this week I'm going to work on the spiritual side. So I'm going to try meditating one day and I'm going to do praying the next day, you know, whatever it may be. And finding the thing that works for you and really it's all about after you do this thing, how do you feel? Yeah tune into you I think it could be a journey of your own self-care and figuring out really what works for you for your self-care going through all of these things and what does and doesn't work and then you're just more in tune with yourself at the end in tune with yourself calm you can focus you're going to bring a better you to the rest of the world and to everyone else for giving yourself this time and that's really what you're doing I'm giving you permission permission to go and do these things I'm going to share something so I have a coach. I am a coach and I get coaching. And I think everyone can benefit from some sort of coaching, therapy, whatever you need. Mine is luckily a combination of the two, which works very well for me. But the number one thing on, on my intake form, when I go back and look at it, the number one thing that I said that I wanted my coach to help me with when I started working with her most recently was I wanted permission to do the things that I love to do. Because I felt that I needed that, right? Like here I am talking to people about I give you permission. I say that a lot because I felt like that's what I needed to hear. I needed someone to say to me, it's okay for you to do this. And that's one of the first things she said. She's like, you don't need it from me. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. This is what I feel like I bring to coaching. I'm not going to tell you necessarily something that you don't already know. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you what you need to hear when you need to hear it. Yeah. And I think like that's my coaching in a nutshell. How I get coached and how I coach. So I think having the permission to take care of yourself and to do the things that are going to also make you more productive. And I think that's a a hindrance people have in wanting to make the time for the self-care is that they feel like I'm not going to be as productive if I'm taking this time away from the work I could be doing, the house I could be cleaning, which we just learned can be (laughs) self-care, or the, you know, the reports I need to put together or whatever you know the nine to five I need to be at work the kids meals I need to be making every single one of these things there is I'm going to keep harping on this five minutes because I think everyone can start with five minutes there's five minutes you can carve out for something and I I challenge people to see are you more productive after you've taken that time 
because it's scientifically proven that when you take rest and your body needs it and rest or rest can also be movement you're going to be happier and happier people are more productive you're going to be rested and rested people are more productive you're going to be able to focus and focused people are more productive how many times have you been dead tired and you're like i just need to get this thing done and it takes you three times as long as it would have taken if you'd have just rested for five minutes or a cat nap. My coach the other day said I looked so exhausted when I was on the call. She goes, I want you to get off this call and set your clock on your cell phone for 10 minutes and take a nap. Yeah. So she's like, just sleep for 10 minutes and recharge yourself. I've gotten on with her before and she's been like, you probably remember this day. She's like, you're not focused, you're not here. I want you to leave the room. We do our, our calls through Zoom. Leave the room and go walk up and down the stairs 10 times and come back. And it was like that movement just like snapped me back into to focus. Little things. Little things. Oh my goodness. You can make those baby steps. Yes. And everyone around you is going to thank you for taking care <laughs> of yourself and being a more tolerable person around them too. It's going be, to become so much easier to evolve into the better you or the person that you want to become if you just take time for yourself. And keep in mind that these results you are going to feel almost immediately if that's not enough to give you the want to give yourself those few minutes few minutes or, or few hours whatever it is that you're able to fit into your time all right unless you have something else to say nicole i want to end with that the quote that i started with because Definitely. god i love this quote we're gonna have to like post this everywhere i'm, I'm obsessed now okay Anne lamont thank you for your quote everybody are you listening <laughs> almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Bam. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you again in the next one. Thanks, y'all.